Welcome to the Purpose Journey Podcast, the place where we explore purpose and career through the lens of human design, astrology, and the gene keys. I am your host, Anna, and I'm so happy to have you join me on this journey of self-discovery. Let's forge our own paths and stop following others. Enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. And this week, I have a new guest on the show. Her name is Josephine Kohlberg, and she is a certified therapist. But she hasn't always been one. She actually has an extensive background in the film industry, having worked as a producer for many years. So why did she leave the film industry and decide to become a therapist instead? Well, this and more we dive into on today's episode. We talk about the different kinds of therapy, having therapy online, and then we ask ourselves, how can any relationship survive without couples therapy? But not only is Josephine an amazing therapist, I also believe she is a great example of the fact that it's never too late to change your career. So I really hope you enjoy hearing her story today. And I just want to mention that the sound is not perfect today. We had the interview together in a in a small room sharing my mic. So I'm going to try and fix this in editing, but you might have to turn up the volume a little bit. But anyway, here is the conversation with Josephine. Enjoy. Welcome, Josephine. Thank you. Thank you for being a guest on the Purpose Journey podcast. Thank you. So excited to be here. So happy to have you. And I think we should probably start by saying that you are actually my therapist. I am. (laughs) And I've been seeing you for about a year and a half now, I believe. Yeah, since last August. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think apart from being a fabulous therapist that I love seeing, we also share a similar story. So that's really why I want you to be on the podcast today, because you as well have turned your back on a completely different career and now moved towards being a therapist. Yes. So maybe we, we should start by just letting you describe who you are and what you do. Who am I and what do I do? <laughs> yeah. So these days I am a therapist and I um, work here in Stockholm. I see clients like you, Anna. I also see couples and I do workshops and I I have a little bit like turning my foot, actually dipping my toe back into my old industry again because I love doing workshops about mental health with people from that industry. Yep. So I'm finding more and more now that I want to sort of combine not doing what I did before, but you know, making those back. worlds meet. Yeah, yeah, giving back a little bit to that world. Yeah. So therapy it is. But these you, days. just to mention, because you do therapy online as well, not just in person. No, I do mm-hmm. therapy in Stockholm yeah. and based at Yoga Folks. Yes. Um, where I also took my teacher training, changing my life <laughs> because it really opened my eyes for me that I could really like take the step and leave my old career. And then I see quite many clients online, um, mainly from the US and also from Ireland, quite a few, Mm -hmm. and then from the rest of Europe. So what would you say to those people who maybe are hesitant to try online therapy? Because Mm. I feel like now it's getting more common 
And I think maybe at first people think, oh, how's that going to work when I don't see the person? But I mean, you actually do that quite a bit. So, yeah, I was really hesitant before I started mm. because for me, it was so much about a meeting in the room. Yeah. And it still is in so many ways. Yeah. But I think you create another room online. Mm. You know, some of these people, I've seen them once a week for three years and only this morning I was like pinching my arm because I was like, it's so amazing that we've actually never been in the same room together. But, you know, I feel super close to these people. Yeah. And I think they feel really close to me also because we create another space. Yeah. And for some people, being in their home, you know, can be way more comfortable. Like if you yeah. feel, you know, we have high anxiety or of other reasons, you know, it's problematic to leave your house then it can also be super helpful to do it where you feel safe, secure. Yeah, it makes it feel safer. Yes, exactly. And I would also say, especially with my clients from the US, they are so accustomed mm. to doing things online. I mean, we are also. And then for the people living in LA, you know. The time difference. Yes, <laughs> but it's also, they don't drive three hours to oh, see yeah, the therapist true. anyways. True. So it would be online for them yeah. no matter what. Mm. And giving you know both you and I we are you know getting a bit, little bit older <laughs> and for the younger generation I'm thinking it's so natural to them yeah it's probably harder for the older generation yes. to accept having exactly. an online therapist yeah but having said that you know some things when it comes to you know like doing meditations or yeah. maybe doing exercises in the room mm -hmm. that is a bit lost Mm. On the other hand, if you're a person that likes taking notes, for example, mm. yeah. a lot of people, you know, that I meet online, they always have their workbook ready. Yeah. So maybe prepare in a different way. And for me, it's also interesting to see how you can explore and create, you know, different exercises online versus in the room. Yeah. Mm. That was a really long answer to your question. No, but that's, I, I want to know when the listeners want to know. So couples therapy, how did that happen? Mm. Oh, it's my, uh, that is my big love. Uh, <laughs> I, I love seeing individual clients also, yeah. but it happens uh, two things. First and foremost, I'm thinking that relationships for me personally mm. has been a journey, a bit of a struggle. I know it is for many people. Mm. I have been working a lot in my own therapy with my attachment style and I live in a blended family. So, I mean, it comes up all the time, you know, for me personally, like mm -hmm. my life relationships is so, you know, messed up together or mixed up depending on how you see it. Yeah. And then when I see clients, you know, very often we are three people in the room. So I see a person and they talk a lot. If they have a partner, often they talk a lot about this third person. And then after a while, I felt, oh, amazing to bring this person into the room. You know, so that was one reason that I felt I want to venture into doing more couples yeah. therapy things. And also, I think me as a person, I am quite active. So it suits me. Because I really love connection. And sometimes, you know, it happens something when we are three people in the room. And I really love mm -hmm. facilitating. So it's just something with that dynamic. Yeah. And it's just something when 
one thing happens between two people and you sit watching that, it's amazing. Yeah. And I also think it suits me. I am not afraid of conflict. So I most of the time I'm thinking a pretty good person to have in the room if you feel that things are uncomfortable with someone else because I'm not so afraid of that. Mm. Yep. Um, which I think make people feel more safe. Yeah, definitely. But you also just started group sessions. You have like this group course. So you're expanding. It's not just individual couples. Now it's also groups. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that I will circle back to that later. But in my old job, yeah. I worked with a lot of people, mm. like always really big teams, yeah. leading big teams. And one thing that maybe I have missed working one-to-one mm is that I really, I love telling people what to do. Actually, I do. We'll get into and, that when I yeah. go through your chart. You know, and you don't do that so much as a therapist. You know, yeah. like you don't give that much hands on, you yeah. know, like you don't tell people what to do. It's about them exploring what to do themselves. Exactly. And that is what therapy, of course, is about. Mm-hmm. But in the workshop format and in the course format, I feel I can really sort of, you know, dive into the part of me that likes, you know, to get people to explore themselves, but, you know, also sort of take active steps towards something new. And then when we are in groups, oh, again, you know, like with the couples thing, magical things happen. Because, you know, it's not about me. It's also about the group. They learn so much from each other and I learn from them. And something happens just in the room. Yep. So I am so excited about that. No, but I'm thinking it's it's good to know that there are many kinds of therapy. It's not just one-on-one. And mm. Of course, we know of couples therapy, but I also think maybe for some people, it's scarier to go into a one-on-one therapy session than it is to be <clears throat> in a group setting. So maybe that can be the door in, like being in a group setting first and then Definitely. Booking something individually. Yes. And what I say when I do the courses, and I mean, it's a new thing, but it's it's not therapy, Mm. you know, but we use therapeutic tools. Yeah. So it can be the first step towards dipping your toe into something, no matter if you attend with your partner or on your own. And I'm also thinking that, and this is something I really want to explore further also, but, you know, doing therapy with a friend or a colleague or, you know, your dad or your mom, we can do it with way more people. Different kinds of partnerships. Yes, exactly. Okay. So before we go and talk about where you came from, I want to ask you about the word purpose and if that has Mm. meant anything to you in the past or if you have any certain connection to that word, like what does purpose mean to you? Uh, Oh, that's an amazing question. It's a very... uh, broad topic (laughs) Mm, no it is yeah I'm thinking that it was really connected to me when I was uh younger Mm. I was uh, obsessed uh when I was like 10 11 12 with uh Nelson Mandela of all people Mm. and um I was very political when I was a child and I really thought it was my I don't know where this came from, but I thought, you know, it was my sort of um, path in life to getting released from prison. (laughs) So me and my best friend walked around in Mayona in Gothenburg, where I'm from, with these name lists, you know, knocking the door after school um, for people to sign to release him. 
and then you know he was released so <laughs> we thought it worked <laughs> so, you know yeah. so when I was younger I'm thinking I think I thought my path or my purpose was to help people mm. um, which is interesting because I sort of lost that path a little bit yeah. along the way and then I think my purpose when I was more in my 20s if you'd asked me then was a bit more self-centered you know mm. it was more about me exploring the world I would say if you would have asked me mm. then mm. yeah so Let's look at where you came from then, because now you're a therapist, mm. but you did something completely different. Yes. So what has your career looked like? The way it has looked like is that, and it's interesting because it is a part of the purpose, but it was also a bit, I don't, I mean, nothing happens just, you know, out no. of the blue. It's all part I of took, the journey. It is a part of the yeah. journey. So I really loved film growing up and... After I had sort of stopped collecting the names for, you know, the Nelson Mandela release, <laughs> I um, had a massive and huge film interest. So me and the same friend uh, went every Saturday to Cinemateket in Gothenburg and we saw all the films. And then we started going, sneaking in to the film festival because we were not old enough to go there, <laughs> skipping school, watching films like to two o'clock in the morning. And I remember telling her, like, I really want to work with movies and I really want to work with a film festival. I really don't know what it came from, but I really love that environment. So I, after I graduated, I moved to England and then I did various bits and pieces. And then I decided to start school in London and then... That was a bit random, actually, because applying <laughs> for university in England was complicated. Okay. So I I took some, you know, like different universities that said film. Like, so I find Westminster University and I took it because I thought it was super central, close to where I lived. But it was like in zone seven. So it took me like 90 minutes to get there <laughs> and 90 minutes home. So that was a journey in itself. But then I started studying film. And moving between London and New York, uh, so I did internship. Did you know at the time what you wanted to do within film, or was that like open? from the beginning? I wanted to work uh, with documentaries mm, because okay. that was sort of yeah. like coming back more to the you know telling stories yeah. about people and mm. maybe more from a place of I want to do good. I think mm. Mm. so. I was interning at a company that do documentaries, they still do, in New York. But then when I came back to England, and this is a bit like I'm going to lose track of the years because yeah. I was moving very much back and forth. Uh, I had really bad patients back then. Uh, so as soon as I wasn't happy, I <laughs> always decided to move. Yeah. Um, so I moved a lot between... Like, you're, not, you're not waiting it out. <laughs> no, between the States and England. But when I came back, I realized that, wow, it's like really hard to get a job within this industry. And then I called an old friend of mine and she said, I'm working with commercials. So come and meet my boss. And I remember that meeting so clearly because he never looked at my CV. He asked me some random questions and he was like, I really like you. Um, because I thought, I think I said, I 
did a lot of waitressing in New York. And he was like, if you work as a waitress, you can totally do production. So I started working there and um, it was interesting, terrifying. And it, I think it still is. It's like in England's biggest uh, mm. commercial production company. And from there, <laughs> I was sort of a bit like not stuck, but I really took like the commercial route. Uh, so I worked there for a few years. Then when I came back to Sweden, I decided uh, I can't sell more dishwashing powder or, you know, <laughs> like I have to do something <laughs> off purpose. Yes. So then I started working for... The commercials and documentaries, they're not really... Yes, <laughs> exactly. Time, yeah. But then um, I started working for Stockholm Film Festival mm. and was working there for four years um, as a producer. Uh, which was amazing, really hard work, working with a lot of different people, which suited me, um, very hectic, very fun. And also I was in an age where it was like work, 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 having fun. You know, I was single, like having no family, great. And then this is now a very long story about my career. No, but um, share it. Then went back to work with commercials okay. um, of different reasons. But I would say that money totally mm -hmm. was one of them. Yeah. So then I worked at uh, Acne for a while. And then I started working at Blake, yep. which is a production company mm -hmm. here. And then I worked there for a long time. Mm -hmm. So what made you shift? Like what made you leave film if that was something that you've always tried for and How did therapy come mm. into the picture? Well, I will say when I, so way back then, when I applied for all of these schools, I actually was thinking of becoming a lawyer mm. or um, start work as a psychologist already back then. And then of various reasons, uh, my mental health also actually, because mm. I wasn't always that um, happy in my 20s. I had a lot of struggles with anxiety. Yeah. So of some reason, I thought that, oh, maybe I, you know, can't work helping people if I'm not well myself. Ah, so yeah. that was maybe a decision based on anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> One has to say. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, it's always been lingering. And mm. my, both of my parents are social workers. And both of them have been in the field of working with people. So I'm also thinking that inspired me, but also I was sort of a little bit like, mm, do I want to do yeah. sort of the same thing as my parents? So taking the film route was also a little bit like taking my own route. Yeah, going your own way. Yes. Yeah. So why did I become a therapist? Yes. Or what so, made you decide to leave yeah. the film? So deciding to leave was... A burnout. Mm. Um, okay. I'm going to use that word, even yep. if it's not the technical yep. term. And I had been working a lot um, for many years. And I think in combination with getting divorced, my kids were really small when I got divorced. And I was traveling a lot for work. So it was like a puzzle that really didn't match up yeah. in the end. And I would say... Because I was thinking about this earlier on today when I reflected on the conversation that we would have. 
that if you had asked me five years ago, I would have said that, at, you know, oh, I was so like, people really wanted me to work so hard, you know, and like the industry was really tough. Now I'm more thinking the answer is because when I look back at all the jobs I've had between like 23 and late 30s, I mean, the common factor was me. I choose jobs that were really demanding. You know, I've always chosen to work with people that has been super driven, very entrepreneurial people. And it has suited me perfect in one way. And on the other hand, not. So, I mean, it comes down to me, you know, Mm -hmm. that it's like I took that path. No one forced me. Having said that, it is an industry with a very high tempo. Yes. It is an industry with uh, sharp elbows Mm -hmm. many times. So in the end, I would say I was like super tired and I had already started to train to become a therapist. And then the pandemic came. Ah, So it was a lot of different factors. But in the end, it was sort of, it was a really hard decision because in the end of the day, like I love producing and I also know that I'm like really good at it, yeah. <laughs> um, to be honest. But it was just, I'm also thinking I had done it for a really, really long time. Like it was time to do something new. And the last couple of years, mainly I was working with people anyways, yeah. because my job was more like recruiting directors, you know, recruiting staff. So it was like one director told me when I said I'm leaving, he's like, oh, you have been my therapist for 10 years already. So <laughs> do you even need to go and do your training? You know, like it was yeah. a lot of that. But did you feel um, like that during your career that people tended to come to you and you'd be like the unofficial yes. therapist? Okay. Yeah. So you kind of saw the clues in that sense. Yes. Yeah. No, no, no. I totally yeah. understand um, yeah. where he came from. So yeah. I actually think it gave me a lot um having this job like I didn't see it at first but now I can totally see yeah. um that it gave me a lot of experience that I can use here exactly. also especially when it comes to I mean these days I mean so many people are struggling with burnout so many people are struggling with stress anxiety and I find it more relatable and helpful that I have not been sitting in this room for the last 22 years not being stressed you know what I mean that it's more relatable that I can be like I've been where you are it is more complex when Mm -hmm. you are in the middle of it than some people from the outside might think like it's not always so easy to say no you know even if you have a no on the inside yeah and so on but I also think it's important to mention that just because I mean this happened to me as well but I think a lot of people who are now maybe considering leaving what they've done for I don't know, 10, 15 years and doing something else. It's important not to look back on the decisions or the jobs that you've taken to, as something bad. I mean, everything has shaped the person that you are. And I mean, I look back at all my jobs and I think I loved it. I've had so mm. much fun. I've met so many great people. It's not the industries I want to be in now, but I don't regret a thing. Exactly. And that's why I'm so happy yeah. we had this conversation today and not yeah. five years ago. Exactly. Because, you yeah. know, I worked so much with mm-hmm. also accepting and yeah. also seeing how much it gave me. Mm-hmm. And that it's, I mean, it is something working in a creative field that is so amazing. And you know that because you did it yourself and you yes. still do it. And I'm thinking that is something that I can relate to 
to what we both do now exactly. that it is creative mm-hmm. but it's creative in a different way yeah and creative in on our terms yes exactly yeah. <laughs> but i can way more mm-hmm. see now what it's given me you know but i think also for everyone more or less that's been through a burnout mm-hmm. there must come a time where you feel you want to sort of take distance yeah you know like it's a part of the process Definitely. you know that you feel like Like I need to separate myself from this Mm -hmm. before you can sort of circle back and see what it gave you. Yeah. Mm. So what would you say was the hardest part? Was it making the decision, like looking back at your decision now to leave? Is it just making that final decision? Was that the biggest challenge or was it something else? No. It kind of sounds like you at least knew what you wanted to do. Yes. Yeah. So I'm really happy about that. You know, that yeah. I had already started my training. I had already started all of those things. Mm-hmm. So the decision was sort of already taken yeah. by me. Yeah. Um, and I would say doing the yoga training actually gave me like a little push, you know, mm, because yeah. it was a lot about like being in your stretch zone, being in the yoga teacher training itself. But for me, I think the biggest thing was actually realizing that I was really tired and I needed to rest um, because that took years for me to accept and realize. Mm. Um, And I wouldn't recommend anyone to wait that far because I took it way too far. So when I had, you know, gone through that process, then decision in itself, you know, it wasn't so it wasn't hard yeah um because i it was almost like i waited it wasn't it wasn't overnight it was it took a long time yes uh it was more the okay i need to step out of this for a while yeah that was the big decision for me because my i have lived a life where my self-worth has been very tied into my performance of course yeah and stepping away from that was the hard part yeah I think that's a big challenge for everyone, especially women. I think we're grown up thinking that our worth is in how we look and how we do, like how we perform, so to speak. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting story. And now I want to bring in some of your design (laughs) because I want to put this in context, which is like the most fun part for me. And uh, let's just, uh, I'll I'll go through your design first Mm -hmm. and then I'll bring up a few bits and pieces yes. which is now interesting now that I hear you share your story that mm. I see other things pop up for me <laughs> okay so you are a so-called three six splenic projector you're a Leo sun Gemini moon and Capricorn rising so usually what I do I I think I did this when I had my 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 reading with you is I go through all the charts I look at overarching themes and I then write down keywords And a few of the keywords that I wrote for you were leadership and guidance, transformation, and communication. And uh, I want to make a few points about the fact that you're a therapist, but now I I see some other things as well. Mm. But I mean, first of all, you're a projector. Mm. You're here to guide and see others. And then you have a Gemini moon, just like me. And Gemini moons, we love to talk it out. (laughs) Because I think just to know that when it comes to the moon, the moon is our feelings, our emotions, how we react to something. Mm. And it was, makes us feel good. So what's Gemini? Curiosity, variety, talking, communicating. So it's important for us to talk things out. And I think that's obvious now. <laughs> Being a therapist, you like to talk it out and help people talk it out. 
And then you have that in your sixth house. Mm. And the sixth house is all about service, the daily work we do for others and health. So the fact that your Gemini moon is in the sixth house, is, I mean, that's that's what you do for a living. You talk it out. I do. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I love having conversations with you as well, because I, I love to talk to you. But uh, the, the one other thing I want to mention is the fact that you have the channel that's called the prodigal. It's the 1333. And this channel is all about being a witness. Hmm. So it's having the ability to truly listen to others and hear what they're saying, taking that, retreating, processing it, and then coming out and turning it into wisdom to be shared. I mean, I usually call this the therapist channel. And of course, I mean, you can use this channel in in so many other ways, but that's why I usually refer to it. So the fact that you have this, Mm. I mean, not only do I see it, but now that you mentioned the fact that you want to work with documentaries, I mean, hello, that's the same kind of thing, like sharing people's stories. So that just blows my mind. Really, that you, I mean, you have all these therapy things in, in your chart. But also, let's talk about your... Actually, we'll, we'll put another fun thing in here. Mm-hmm. You have your... The planet Venus. I mean, of course, it's representing our... It's, I mean, Venus rules love, romance, uh, and all the beautiful things, but also rules money. So what I tend to do is I look at where do you have Venus in your chart? Because that can also give an indication of how you can make money. Uh, Yes, please. (laughs) Guide me towards that. (laughs) But you have Venus in the seventh house of relationships. Mm -hmm. And you work as a couples therapist. Hallelujah. Yeah. (laughs) So I find that very prominent. And uh, I also want to come into the fact that you have your son, I mean, you are a Leo son. That's all about leadership as well. And not minding being in the spotlight, mm. being a leader. You have your son in the eighth house. The eighth house is all about transformation. That's why I wrote down transformation. Because mm. really what you do on a daily basis is you help people with transformation. Through individual clients or couples clients or, or the group now, the mm. workshops. Mm. Uh, but also in the tenth house, you have Libra. And what's Libra all about? Again, Venus ruled, but it's all about balance, creating balance and harmony. And that's the 10th house of career. Ah, wow. So I see that that's probably Mm. part of your career. It's like creating balance and harmony. But also in your 10th house of career is Pluto. So Mm. that means the Pluto is the plan of transformation. So I keep coming back to the fact that working with transformation seems like it's really spawn on for you. But the last thing I want to say about your son, I mean, you have your son in gate seven mm. and gate seven is called the role of the self. And in the gene keys, it's the shadow of division, but it's the gift of guidance. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, your son is really how you are meant to express yourself mm. in the world. Like that's how you're meant to shine. So the fact that you work with guidance and this is your son, I mean, it's pretty obvious that you're in the right place. <laughs> so I am on the right path. Yes. No, but it's like if you just if I just explain the difference, I mean mm. the, the shadow of division, it's using power as a way of forcing things. Mm. I mean, you don't have it's about leadership, but through force. Mm. 
you're not going to get any loyalty. Mm. It's not a de- democracy in that sense. It's, mm. You're not going to get loyalty if you force your power or your leadership on mm. people. And the shadow side of this can actually come in, in two different ways. It can be either you repress it and mm. you hide this leadership quality mm. within you, or you can actually be that dictator in that Ooh. sense, like you rule by force. Mm. But the actual, the gift of it is guidance. And mm. it's guidance as a way to empower others, empower individuals to rule themselves, to govern themselves, to lead themselves. And that's really what you do today. So I find that very poetic. <laughs> Definitely. And I mean, it is about transformation mm-hmm. and it is about self-guidance and, yeah, and, and harmony and, and finding, yeah. you know, all the different parts of yeah. yourself, you know, and how you want to move around in the world mm-hmm. and, you know, understand yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you when think, you go to therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that if you look at the shadow side of it, creating division, can you reflect back and see how maybe you've sometimes been a bit more forceful in your approach to leading others? Yes. <laughs> I, uh, I actually had a, it was quite fun. Uh, I had a client of mine that's based in the US mm-hmm. and she said, oh, I am... Um, and, you know, in the U.S., people really talk about going to therapy. Like, oh, yeah. And I love that. You <laughs> yeah. know, it's like they go to dinner parties and they talk about their therapist, which I think is just so inspiring. And yeah. I really wish that, you know. It was more accepted, I guess. Yes. Yeah. And she said, I started talking to you with this person that I met at this party. And then he had said, oh, is that your therapist? You know, I know her from the film industry. She was, like, really tough. Like, really your therapist (laughs) you know the way I know her like she was really you know like (laughs) powerful so I think yes most likely if you ask people like six years ago I think many probably found me as quite um, I don't know if tough is the right word but I can imagine that I was pretty you know I, I not the easiest person always most likely because I had a lot of expectations on myself Mm -hmm. and I had a lot of expectations on other people. And I think I also expressed that to them sometimes. So that is something that I reflect upon quite often now that when I was stressed myself, Mm -hmm. I had a tendency to most likely put that stress on others in terms of like, can you do a bit more? Can you work a bit harder? Yeah. But you are a Capricorn rising. With that being said, I'm not Mm -hmm. like hating Mm. on Capricorns I think Capricorns are very driven they want to achieve so if that's the the front that they they meet when they meet you Mm. maybe you can appear being very Mm. driven and be like hey let's do this because we need to achieve this and this goal yeah Yeah. I'm thinking though because for me the discrepancy was often that I'm Mm. like so soft on the inside you know so when like when I wasn't in that environment with all these people, you know, I had like so much anxiety and I often question, second question myself. And, you know, like, so I think also that role, it was really tough in so many ways in terms of like the emotional side, because I was stepping mm. in and out of, you know, what was inside of me and what was presented to the outside. So you feel like you maybe have two different personas? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I've always had my heart on my sleeve. Mm. You know, I remember my old boss used to say like, 
if I gaze through the window, I can see what mode Josephine is in, you know, <laughs> so we will know that in the office today, yeah. you know, because like, I've never been great at hiding emotions. And these days, I think, why should I? But yeah. So I think in one way, it draws different personas. I think, though, that I tended to hide maybe the more insecure sides, you know, mm. that more like self-doubt or like questioning yeah. stuff about myself. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Um, so going forward on your journey. Yes. What do you want to explore next? I. What are you working towards now? Well... Since I am sort of feeling that my, if you ask me about my purpose now, yeah. I would really say that I'm doing my purpose more or less, but I want to do it in a, not in a bigger scale per se, but I want to sort of like expand it in ways that I feel that I reach more people. Mm-hmm. And that is, I think in a few years, maybe even more focus on relationships more focus on groups and couples and also doing more things. Therapy are so many more things than just being in this room, you know, and I'm still trying to find my voice about that. Like where where is my place mm. in all of that? But I can feel stronger that when I'm, yeah, I think when I guide people in a group setting together, I sort of find very often that I feel this is where I belong. Yeah. If you I think you can relate to that, yeah. you know, that I can feel like, wow, okay. Yeah. This is where I belong, sort of. Mm-hmm. You know, then I'm thinking that there are a lot of challenges these days with like marketing and how to reach out. So all these things I'm trying to figure out and yeah. also become better at. Um but I would say keep on the same path, but explore and explore band but still keeping it sort of real and to me and also I have to say I love doing the workshops for people in film industry so really want to keep on doing yeah. that because it's so it's so amazing because I have so this can you describe that exactly what it is that you do with the people in the film industry yes so I go to some schools where they have programs for people studying to become a producer for example and then I really like think the teachers at that school who has decided they will also talk about mental health. I mean, mm. how amazing is yeah, that? That is amazing. Um, but, you know, having a day with them, talking about mental health, talking about boundaries, talking about self-leadership mm. and all these things. And for me, it's just so mind-blowing that you're like a 22-year-old, you know, working to become like a location scout or something and they still like they already know the concept of like Mm. compassion self-compassion you know all these things but I'm thinking that it's so I really want to give people in that industry some sort of a sense that it's like it's okay to be yourself like it's okay not to like you will work a lot but you don't have to overwork like you know knowing that it can be an industry with a really nice climate among, you know, each other. So I am just like, that is my little like extra side interest that I really feel so passionate for. But like you said, it's it's nice to give back to the community that you once belonged to. Exactly. And not only that industry, but many creative industries, you know, that I can relate to. So Mm. I hope that will also be, you know, maybe that will be a separate course that I host or something. 
um, in the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I also find fascinating is the fact that you said that you you move back and forth and you're trying many different things. I mean, that's classic third line. Mm-hmm. If you are three six, I mean, you will always be that kind of trial and error person. Mm-hmm. I mean, the three is your personality and the six is your body or design. So I think you are in that stage now that you're on the roof and have been for a while when you, I mean, you will always continue to explore because mm. you have that three, but you will become that Roma. You are integrating everything that you've learned and now you can embody that. And that's a really powerful tool to have in these programs for people in this industry or for clients, depending mm. on what you do. So the three, six, I feel like they are just this, magical like let's try this let's try experiment let's explore and just show everyone else what can be done which is fantastic and frustrating <laughs> you know because it's frustrating when it doesn't work yeah you know and you feel like but it's oh. important to uh, let yourself make mistakes mm. because that's how you learn and that's how you teach I say the rest of us because I don't have the third line in my profile but mm. That's really, I mean, I always say the third line is the martyr. That's the most brave, the bravest person of all, because they take one for the team. They go first. Mm. So the rest of us don't have to. So. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, no. no, but, and also I want to add, like, I love working yeah. with individual clients also, of, of course. course. Yeah. But I think it's, um, it's fun to do a lot of things within the same, yeah. you know, sort of yeah. field. Like, so to, I think you get more inspiration if exactly. you do. I think you can relate to that. Definitely. Like feeling more inspired and yeah. be a better therapist. But I think by also not on the topic of in... therapy mm. that we said that, I mean, in, in the US people, they sh- freely share about the fact that they've seen their therapist and they talk about their therapist, which maybe not as, it's not as common here in Sweden. But I think it's nice to just give therapy a better like overarching thing that it's, it can be so many things to so many people yes and actually about purpose <laughs> I would say if, the, if I can add one more it is and I say this to all my clients mm-hmm. always that it's I actually don't and I mean this profoundly seriously I don't understand in some ways how you can move around in the world without talking to someone You know, from the outside, it isn't actually more complicated than that. Like therapy, you sometimes go there because you have a crisis. You sometimes go there because you have been through severe trauma, you know, and you sometimes go there because maybe you are in the middle of the divorce or, you know, something has happened. But therapy can also be about self-exploration, you know, just talking to someone. Like life is complicated. Life is hard. It's also fantastic. But having that outside perspective, and I think the same for couples, how can anyone have a relationship without having a third person sometimes, you know, to talk to? For me, it's like it blows my mind. You know, I'm just thinking that I really wish, you know, that that would be my sort of, if you ask me in 10 years, I would love if it would just be like, you know, hey, I'm going to my therapist, you know, it's like a part of your everyday routine, not every day, but, and I know that it's also about like financial funds, etc. So I'm really not like taking that into account what I'm saying now, but I really hope it can become more accessible, you know, that 
with more public funding for people to go and see therapists, not only at the Vårdcentralen, yeah. you know, opening up more spaces that it will become more accessible. Definitely. Mm. No, but it was funny because I remember I sent you, um, I think it was a, a reel or something the other week on Instagram. I think it was Kerry Washington. Yes. That was saying in an interview how someone had said to her, oh, don't you think you're going to the wrong therapist or something? Because she was saying how that she was doing mm. that. And, She was saying, no, I mean, it's part of it. Just as you go to <clears throat> you go to the gym, you take care of your mental mm. health and you take care of your emotional health, you take care of your your physical health. Like It's all part of you and you need to take care of all these parts. It's it's you need to include your mental health. Yes. As well. And I thought about it when I went because as a therapist, of course, you go to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I thought about it, like when I saw my own therapist last week and it was just such a like interesting session because I sort of was more focused on just like what a lovely person to be in the same room as mm. you know it was more that session was all like taking her energy in you know for me that was just like that was what I needed that day like I just needed you know her energy and her support maybe not in so many words but mm. just like sit in that room you know, and just taking it all in. Yeah. Mm. So there are, there are so many different kinds of therapy. I think sometimes people struggle with maybe taking that first step to mm. get a therapist because they don't know which kind of therapy they want. And, and sometimes, of course, it's all that personal chemistry mm. that you have with someone. What advice would you give to someone who wants to start therapy? I would say that I would try... I mean, at least first look them up, yeah. you know, like I would, you know, do they have a website? I mean, these days, maybe do they have an Instagram? And I'm not mm -hmm. saying you need to have an Instagram to be a therapist. And yeah. You don't need to have a website either. But, you know, maybe just like see what they have written a little bit or, you know, like just see if you feel, you know, that you can have some kind of information about this person. Yeah. And having said that my own therapist she's 80 you know <laughs> she doesn't have a website she ha absolutely does not have instagram you know i got her through a recommendation because i specifically asked for someone with her competence yeah. and someone kindly referred me to her um but i think also for me it's a lot about like asking someone that i trust like do you like your therapist you know can you tell me a bit about him or her so you know I would say most therapists that I have seen has probably been through someone recommending them to me. And then if you feel that it's a specific line of therapy that you want, you know, read up a little bit. Maybe, mm. you know, there is an organization for those groups of therapists, yeah. you know, that work with like schema therapy or yeah. some kind of other therapy that you feel, I know this is for me. Mm -hmm. And then... I'm thinking a lot of people that come to mean therapy, maybe they have had therapy before through, you know, uh, the healthcare system here. Yeah. And that is not, for some people, it's really good. For other people, it has not given them maybe the help that they need. And I would say it's not about the therapist then most of the time. It is about the system. It is about the system. I, you know, if you go to therapy five times, but you have, you know, very big problems. I don't really see how that can help. So it's a systematic problem. Yeah. I would say it's not because the therapist isn't great, yeah. you know, and 
when you go and see your therapist, I think the first time, you know, be a bit like if you want to ask your therapist questions, it's okay. I'm thinking that more people should do that. Like, mm. and that's something I would love when people come to me also, you know, like it's okay to ask your therapist questions, yeah. you know, to see a little bit who they are yeah, and what their background is. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and then it is chemistry, of mm-hmm. course. Like, do we have the same yeah. chemistry? But for some people, I mean, I am, since I'm so emotional, I tend to feel chemistry with others pretty fast, but maybe that's not the case for you, yeah. you know? So yeah. then maybe you need a bit more long, longer time. So this was a super long answer. No, but I think um, it's good to hear because, again, I think a lot of people hesitate to, because they don't know where to look. They don't know where to start. But like you said, starting out with just doing some research about the different kinds of therapy, which one applies to you. Yes. And then do your research with the, on the, the different therapists available within that specific field. Exactly. Yeah. And also having said, I mean, I don't want to put too much emphasis on social media because, I mm. mean, it's so many people that have amazing accounts, but we don't know who they are, you yeah. know. And the therapists that I follow myself, they have really small accounts, but I have amazing content, mm. you know, so I would have chosen them. Yeah. Like if I would have lived in that country. Now I, now I have decided to have a therapist that I see in person, yeah. you know, and not online. Yeah. But I think that will most likely change in the future. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Interesting. Yes. So what advice or any words of wisdom would you have to someone wanting to change their career like you did? Like going from something, Would you? what would you say to them? I would say that be brave. It's okay to want more it's actually also okay to want a bit less given (laughs) that I'm thinking that an advice that might be worth taking into account is that it will mean that probably for a few years, it will be tough, you know, also on a financial level. I mean, given my previous career, you can do the math that (laughs) it was a different uh, money in that industry. So I'm thinking, take the leap be brave, but also sort of actually build some resilience. Mm. Because I mean, both you and I... Yeah, we know it doesn't happen overnight. We know it takes time. Like, if I could give myself an advice, it would have been like, it takes more time than you think, you know, and you have to sort of keep on going and don't feel like a failure. Mm. So take the leap, like move from your comfort to the stretch zone, but don't be too harsh on yourself in the process. And at the same time, knowing that there will be things that you will have to sacrifice. You know, there will be things that were super nice if you maybe decide to shift in a way, you know, that's more sort of sideways, if you see what I mean. Mm -hmm. So realistic is such a boring word, but set expectations for yourself that you sort of feel are in line with what you can do. So everything doesn't feel like a failure. Mm. you know um, and yeah. sort of like have values for yourself when you change career like what are my values how can I use my values as something to lean back on yeah. when things how can are they guide hard? Me? exactly yeah. because the goals we can reach we can also fail yeah the values we can live according to exactly so yeah values and like a lot of self-compassion mm. but also knowing that yeah to shift careers later in life. Wow. You know, I feel younger now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
in some ways. I mean, not if you look at my gray hair, but, you know, I feel younger in many ways than I did 10 years ago because it's like learning something new. I mean, it's so amazing yeah. to be a student later in life. Jesus, like the only thing I want to do in some ways is just to apply to all these therapy courses because there is so much to learn. You know, I'm ordering new books all the time from like, you know, the bookstore, like mm, I need to read them the ones that I've ordered first. But, you know, it's just like such a way of expanding your mind. And I'm thinking in terms of therapy and also what you do, I mean, new lines in your brain. You know, I actually yeah. think that I'm like more clued on these days, yeah. shifting careers, because it means you have to start thinking about new things. Exactly. Which I think it's amazing. Yeah. And also, yeah, that was one thing I didn't mention before. Um I started to feel quite old in my own mm, old industry. Yeah. Um, you can totally work with film and be like 85, you yeah. know, but especially in commercials, like there comes a time, you know, when you get a bit old and also my body was like, if I go to one more, you know, shoot it, it, it I can't do it. Like I can't yeah. stand up for all these hours that is requested of me, mm, for example. Yeah. So I would say I am so happy that I've chosen a career that I feel if I have my health, you know, yeah. I could do this when I'm 90. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that has been really cool, yeah. you know, to yeah. see that it's like, wow, all of a sudden I have this really long work life in front of me Yeah, that I don't think I would have felt, you know, yeah. in the same way if I hadn't shifted. So I'm thinking it's never too late. It's never too late. I really want to yeah. say that. It's like, you know, Spoken I, like a true three, six. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I took my teacher training I, when I was like 41, yeah. I think, yeah. you know, so it's no, never but too late. It's, it's, it's true to make that point because I, I remember the year I was turning 25 and how I then thought that, oh my God, I have to have all the answers now. And of course you don't. And I, that's, I mean, part of why I want to do this podcast and I want to have guests with all different kinds of ages, because I mm. really think it's important to see that you don't have to know everything at 25 and you don't have to know everything at 45 or 65. It's like, you can always change. That's why I call this a journey. You're always evolving. Yes. And I think the growth for me is about that. Yes. I mean, it's not about becoming a better person. You know, it's about exploring, getting to know yourselves better, you know, and then make changes from there. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think I felt like my biggest age crisis was probably 25. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but what's better than getting to know yourself? I mean, you're stuck yeah. with you for the rest of your life. So you better know who you are. So right? true. Yeah. Mm. And I also think that one thing that comes with age is that you get a little bit more like, I would say, I don't like the expression, but no more facts to give, Yeah, you know, yeah. like in some ways <laughs> it's, you know, like here we are yeah. and why not try it? Exactly. You know, a little yeah. bit like that. Yeah. Again, spoken like a th <laughs> third line. <laughs> but anyways, thank you so much. Thanks. I loved hearing your story. Thank you for sharing so generously. So where can people find you? What if they want to... Have you as their therapist? How can they get First in touch with you? First of all, thank you for having me. And I mean, I love talking to you, yeah. as you know. We could sit here for hours, probably. Yeah. Uh, they can find me on Instagram, yep. Studio Synthes. Yeah. I'll put the link in the show notes. Yeah. So and studiosynthes.se, yep. my website. They can also find me at Yoga Folks. 
in Stockholm. Uh, and you can also book sessions with me at Yoga Folks yeah. website. And all my courses are through Yoga Folks. So that's where you find. Uh, yeah. And we love Yoga Folks as well. So We do. Yeah. <laughs> Follow them. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Bye. Bye.